Parks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This food industry-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to help keep you up to date. This week on the show, we are discussing Mama Made, a blossoming plant-based baby food business, and Black Sheep, a plant-based lamb producer, raising $5.25 million. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Xtalks Food Podcast. I'm Sydney Perlmutter, food industry journalist and webinar moderator at xtalks.com. And this week, I'm joined by Aisha Rashid and Vera Kovacevic. Thanks for coming today. So I'm going to start us off with a baby food company that I found recently called Mama Made, and they're based in the UK, and they're direct-to-consumer, and they are plant-based. They recently closed a record-breaking round of funding, um, bringing their total pre-seed investment uh, amount to 1.5 million pounds, which is around 2 million US dollars. So this company has a special focus on infant and toddler nutrition, as well as supporting parents. And they've received investments from founders and executives from well-known UK companies like All Plants, Bulb, Design My Night, Heels, and Made.com. So what makes it different from any other baby food company? Well, it was founded due to a lack of alternatives on the market. And of course, there's a bunch of other baby food companies, but um, the founders, Sophie and Ian Barron, husband and wife combo, they set out to create a tech-focused baby food brand, um, and they really thrived off of direct consumer feedback, which was key to um, from the start, and it helped them hone in recipes before moving to a subscription delivery service model. So they've also garnered a community of um, around 40,000 parents, and they all feel very invested in and heard by the founders. And this company is part of a growing number of new brands that are speaking to the next generation of consumers by providing an intimate relationship with with their customers and supporting them through their parenting journey. So as such, the brand offers one-to-one coaching, online resources, stage guides, and support that parents can access at their fingertips, which definitely makes them very special in terms of a baby food company. So their products range from, um, they, it spans over 40 vegan dishes, um, 14 organic plant-based meals will cost parents around 30 pounds or $40. So its toddler range consists of a selection of full toddler meals like kale pesto, pasta, and shepherd's pie, alongside a collection of finger foods, which include some healthy snacks that are disguised as sweet treats like like cacao brownies and blueberry muffin bites. So this company... um, I say baby food, but it's really suitable for children between six months and four years. So um, they have safe, balanced, direct-to-consumer meals, and they're also mostly allergen-free. You can choose between 45 meals, and that allows parents to sort of slowly uh, introduce new flavors to their children. Um, And they can choose from one-off orders, bundles, subscriptions, or customized meal plans. But like I said, Mama Made is not the only baby food company, and they're really just a small player in a massive market. So the global baby food market was valued at $67.3 billion in 2019, and it's projected to reach $97.3 billion by 2027, which is a compound annual growth rate of 6%. 
And the organic sector of that, which Mama made would fall into, accounts for about 10% um, of the baby food market, and that's expected to reach 12 billion by 2027. But both in and out of the UK, Mama made has several competitors looking to secure a bigger share of the market. There is a California-based baby food startup called Yummy, which recently secured $67 million in Series B funding round, and it has established itself as a leader in pioneering and advocating for higher standards in uh, the baby and children's food market since it was founded in 2017. And just a side note, I've previously written about um, bigger baby food companies. Uh, there was sort of a, an investigation or many years that this was happening um, that, uh, you know, dangerous ingredients were found in, in a lot of baby foods. So when I say advocating for higher standards, I think that that's what it means. Um, because a lot of parents do not trust bigger companies, uh, you know, to feed their children anymore, given that. So, like I said, Yummy, it offers a wide range of organic options and all without added sugar or preservatives. And they're also delivered directly to consumers' door doors. And another one in the UK called Omami. Um, they're also DTC. Um, they're organic certified and its meals are free from concentrates, preservatives and fillers. But... Mama Made is hopeful that its community-based business model and nutrition plant and nutritious plant-based meals will help gain uh, and retain customers. And despite being a small piece of a billion-dollar market, the company is predicted to bring in over 10 million pounds or 13 million dollars this coming year. So I know none of us are parents, and this is where we would love to have um, uh, Sarah's <laughs> advice on this as a new parent well not a new parent but um she just became a parent to a second child but none of us are parents but um you know as i was writing about this company like i they just seem different and really um attentive to their customers and um i was just wondering like you know if if we ever had children or if you ever had children would you rather you know purchase baby food from a company like this or would you you know would you trust, um, you know, uh, bigger companies that may be cheaper or, yeah. And how important is it that your baby would be eating plant-based food? That's another thing. Mm -hmm. All very good questions, I would say. And I think, yeah, there's, I think a lot of parents are concerned about, you know, big manufacturers and the types of uh, products that they that they have out in the market and the safety concerns mm -hmm. and things like that around it and and um, I think really there is a market for these kinds of more niche companies that are more they seem very a lot more personalized where you know they provide like these comprehensive programs for parents and especially I think for new parents I think it's really great where they can get um, nutritional guidance even and how to start um, I guess. Uh, weaning your baby and in terms of introducing different foods to them. So I think this is really neat. And I think it's um, probably something, again, I think there is a market for it. And I think this is something I personally would definitely go for. And I um, don't want to speak on behalf of Sarah, but I can see that she'd be interested in something like this too, with her uh, kids. And um, uh, I think your other part, your, the second question that you had asked was, Oh yeah, plant-based. Yes, because I know some vegetarian parents who are vegetarian themselves, but they realize or they, you know, 
see benefits of meat for their kids. And so they don't encourage their kids to be vegetarian um, at a young age. So they still um, give them meat and meat-based products. So this is very interesting. That was one of my first thoughts too, that, you know, just having um, plant-based for kids that young, it's, it's interesting. And I think it's going to be parent dependent for sure. Um, and yeah, I think this is a really unique concept. But the other thing is, um, it says mama made, and I'm not sure about the name really, because <laughs> it's kind of, yes, we know mamas are important. But what about the dads? And I don't know, it's just mm, a little I, bit of a traditional of concept, because we, you know, we have all different types of families and parents and parenting mm. styles and things like that these days. So it's a little bit old school, which is, you know, fine. But, you know, if we're talking yeah. about inclusion and stuff like that it's yeah yeah I also <laughs> thought about the name mm-hmm. I mean it's catchy people it's, can remember yeah, it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but yeah I like their business model like trying to be trying to have contact with customers and really like respecting and taking the customer feedback seriously I think that's why their business probably blossomed really well um yeah and I was wondering when I read the plant-based baby food I was thinking well how old do babies need to be in order to like start having meat for example and I was actually surprised like I learned that it was um, when babies can take can start eating solid food usually around four to six months typically that's when parents would also introduce meat so I didn't even know that I thought like well I I didn't even know babies ate meat (laughs) I know eggs um, you know Mm -hmm. they start the eating those pretty young that like that that's uh, good to give kids at about four months or so or even earlier I don't know (laughs) but yeah that comes to mind so yeah yeah I feel like like you said it's very parent dependent and um you know if if a parent if parents are are vegan I feel like they are more likely to Mm. want their their child to to eat vegan food as well um but it I thought of a very interesting question in my head, and I feel like I already know the answer, but I was curious about what you guys thought. Um, it, do, would you guys consider breast milk to be? Oh my god, I thought about milk too. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that too. I was like, I'm not before sure. all this, you you Sorry. know, there's likely milk involved, and you know, if a parent really wants their their child to stick to a vegan diet, is breast milk or just formula like is that off limits? Yeah, I mean, because- I think. I think a newborn has to have there's no there's no way around it because I think that's yeah. one of the only things they can actually digest mm-hmm. when they're a newborn so but then topping up with like animal-based um I don't know formula what does it contain I, mean, I actually don't even know like I, don't know I think casein or... I don't know about new <coughs> I don't know about formula but I know for example I don't think newborns can even have cow's milk Um, like it needs to be human like it needs to be human milk or formula formula so 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 I'm not sure formula is vegan or not I don't know either (laughs) just a question just something that popped into my head since we're talking about I'm sure I'm sure some parents are thinking about that yeah yeah Yeah, probably yeah and if they're hardcore vegans I'm sure they're like feeding their children and they're like we're sorry (laughs) (laughs) so it says that most formula is based on cow's milk and many also contain fish oils so and but they do have soya based formulas which contain less animal derived products but they're still not fully vegan 
Mm. This is according to the babycenter.co.uk. I didn't even know that. Maybe they dilute dilute the cow's milk in the formula or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, because I think there's this vegan website and it's saying that if you're giving your baby formula, it is impossible for it to be 100% vegan in the beginning. Mm. Yeah. So there are no baby formulas that are 100% vegan. Interesting. I guess you cannot live your entire life as a vegan. That is a really interesting thing to realize. Hmm. Right. <laughs> um, Unless you I go do... straight from like human yeah. milk to <laughs> yeah, plant-based. Right? <laughs> oh well, I hope that, you know, the parents that do use uh, Mama Made, I hope that they give their children the option to eat however they want when they get older. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but I've got a little more plant-based news, um, and this is for uh, adults this time. I don't think a baby would be eating um, a lamb, uh, lamb hero or anything like that. So, um, <laughs> so I found a company called Black Sheep Foods, and they are a food tech, a plant-based food tech company that's focused on heritage breeds, meats, and wild game. Um, so mainly, though, lamb. And they just raised $5.25 million in seed funding, um, which brings their total funding to $5.5 million since its launch in 2019. So obviously, you know, we hear a lot about like plant-based meats, uh, ground beef, chicken, um, but we don't really hear much about other analogs like lamb. So Black Sheep Foods is focusing on the lesser known plant-based meats um, and how they do it is they use analytical chemistry to identify key flavor compounds in animal-based meat um, and they structure the compounds around plant-based proteins, mainly pea protein. So their lamb product also contains sunflower oil, refined coconut oil and cocoa butter. So they spent two years refining the product and it resulted in this meat-free analog uh, of lamb and it contains 18 grams of protein per serving and it's free of antibiotics, hormones, cholesterol, gluten, dairy, and soy. Um, And then of course, since uh, no animals are involved, it also uses 95% less land, 95% fewer greenhouse gas emissions and half as much water as commercially raised lamb, according to the company. So the way that they unveiled this product was fantastic. What they did was they um, launched it at, exclusively at a Bay Area chain of Greek restaurants uh, called Suvla, um, and they served it as a um, you know heritage breed plant based lamb that you could either you could either get the lamb or you could replace it with with the plant based lamb. So this also led to additional expansions at California restaurants like Beit Rima, Sheshe, Marza, Monica's and Rue. Um, and Black Sheep Foods uh, lamb meatballs uh, will also be hitting the skies because Delta Airlines plans to carry them for business class and first class travelers. But one hurdle that they may face um, in terms of expansion is that lamb is not really a popular menu item in the U.S. Um, Beef, however, appeared on 91% of American restaurant menus in 2021, but lamb only showed up on about 17%. And Mm. I'm guessing it's mainly just because, um, you know, not all 
it's just not all restaurants would serve lamb as it's specific to certain uh, cuisines. But since the production of lamb on a per pound basis emits more greenhouse gases than beef, it's definitely a obvious target to be replaced by consumers whose purchases are driven by environmental concerns. And not to mention, you know, the company also offers some much needed variety in a category like I said, that's dominated largely by beef, pork, and chicken. But it's not the first startup to offer a vegan version of the beloved meat. I found an Israeli food tech company called Redefine Foods, and they began offering a range of new meat products that included plant-based lamb cuts and kebabs in November 2021. So it's still a very new uh, category of the plant-based meat market. But Black Sheep Foods does appear to be the first commercially available plant-based lamb in the U.S., and other startups and well-known brands are beginning to offer lesser-known meats as well. So I talked about the Very Good Butchers, who I'd written about before. They offer a slew of handcrafted items like vegan bratwurst, bacon, and charcuterie meats. But for now, the new funding gives Black Sheep Foods an opportunity to propel its plant-based meats to a more mainstream audience. So they'll also use the funding to answer the common question that the brand gets about how big the market is for lamb. And also, um, it will be allocated for R&D to continue to push this synthetic biology space with other meat alternatives like wild boar. So with that said, I mean, it looks delicious to me if, if you guys have the article open and, and are seeing the, uh, the way that it's presented. Mm -hmm. It looks really good. Always making absolutely... me hungry, Sydney, yeah. with your food stories. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and like, that's, that's what impresses me about like, um, how far we're coming in the plant-based sector like no one's really I don't think we're really scared to try these things anymore like we've come so far since the plant-based or like a veggie burger that you can see the corn mm -hmm. and the peas sticking out of it like that's not appetizing but to me this is appetizing and I just thought it was so cool that we're finally getting out of the chicken pork and like uh, beef space um, in plant-based so yeah I mean would you guys try this um uh, do you guys like lamb to begin with? What are your thoughts? Oh, I love lamb. Yeah. I love lamb. And I honestly <laughs> I think lamb. there's only two kinds of people. Those who love lamb and those and who don't. hate it. Yeah. I think there's, there's no one between it. Yeah. yeah. Who hates lamb though? I don't, it's so and good. People do because of the smell. They, some yes. people don't tolerate the smell of yeah. lamb or like mm. um, okay. gamey or goat. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Like okay. Goat milk, I think goat, it's, goat is a bit better, but lamb is a bit stronger. Um, mm. So it has to, yeah, it has to really be particular in terms of like the freshness or, you know, where it, it, it's sourced and things like that. So that's why it's a bit more tricky. I yeah, see. But I would, I would definitely try it just because I love lamb. And um, yeah, I guess they like eating from the kind of Greek Mediterranean cuisine mm -hmm. and they, they love lamb there too. So mm -hmm. I would definitely try this. Um, in regards to your comment about why is lamb not popular on many restaurant menus, I, I don't think it's the fact that it's not popular. I think it's, first of all, lamb is really expensive and it's just not going to be offered yeah. in a lot of fast food places mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. people don't want to pay a lot of money when they go there generally. Can you imagine um, a fast food like lamb chop? Maybe like, um, maybe kind of like a Middle Eastern fast food would have that, I think, yeah. but, but yeah. not mm. the typical American ones. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think that's the reason just because it's really expensive mm -hmm. and it's, it needs to be prepared a certain way you know so that's different than a lot of meat um 
Yeah, and it just hasn't evolved to be part of, you know, the typical North American kind of um, diet or kind of cuisine as it is Mm -hmm. in other cultures, uh, like the Mediterranean diets or Middle Eastern diets and so Mm -hmm. forth. So it's a cultural thing too, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I would definitely try this because I love lamb as well. Um, I was actually wondering, so is this the company's first product or does it have other products to, to my knowledge, mm. from what I could tell, it is their first product and, okay. and they're still, yeah, and they're, they've been working on it for a few years. And um, I just thought like the, the way that they introduced it was so brilliant because, um, you know, you can you can try it at a restaurant and you can see how they prepare it mm-hmm. as opposed to just selling it and then, you know, kind of like it's like a guessing game with how to prepare it and things like that. So I thought like, and it was very cool that, um, you know, a local restaurant or a chain of restaurants was willing to, you know, give it a trial run sort of thing. So also, it's also like an exclusivity factor too, which gets Mm. people interested as well. For sure. And Delta Airlines. (laughs) Yeah, Delta Airlines. That's just random, but very random. <laughs> yeah random <laughs> right like who actually remembers airplane food I don't I know, know right? I know is it yeah. a memorable thing maybe business class <laughs> yeah but um yeah and the other thing was it, yeah it kind of reminds me of like the beyond meat like mm-hmm. model that they mm-hmm. also first started I think yeah. right or primarily in restaurants right so they really were able to get customers to, to try the product you know mm-hmm. at a small scale they don't have to buy a whole box of whatever patties. And so it's kind of mm-hmm. similar, but yeah, it's very smart. And restaurants know what they're doing in terms of making the food really shine too. Like you get yeah. a really good, like, yeah, it, it's, it's a really smart model for this. Yeah. And um, like, I, I think it was only like $2 more if you wanted to replace uh, real lamb with, with this. So it's oh, not like okay. a huge price yeah. tag either. Pretty good. Um, yeah. So I love what they're doing. Maybe yeah. I'll uh, be on a Delta Airlines flight and have their, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, meatball, like a lamb, their meatball. lamb meatball or <laughs> yeah. lamb chop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of this episode of the X Talks Food Podcast. If you like today's show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, everyone, and see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the X Talks Food Industry Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find X-Talks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalk.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.